Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hey, Brewer fans, welcome to another quick uh, episode of the Brewer Review Podcast. A quick recap of tonight's game. Brewers win it in an extra inning thriller, longest game of the MLB season. Uh, this is Scott. I'm joining you. Uh, joining with uh, Greg. Craig, how are you doing? Oh, good. Uh, glad to be here after Brewers win, their first extra inning game of the season. So after a two-hour rain delay and uh, a couple of extra inning frames, well past my bedtime. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, staying up, burning the uh, midnight oil, and uh, getting all this great information to uh, our great Burr fans, listeners, and get them all the info they need. All right, so uh, let's do like a kind of a quick sort of scoring recap, and then we'll talk about the highlights of the game uh brewers again they win in 11 innings six to five your final uh but it really did not start off very well for the brewers at all um first right off the bat um ran hit the the home run in the second the solo shot then kane got a base hit and tied it up uh then after that uh the cardinals oof uh (laughs) ran with another home run and then uh yeah there was a time in the seventh year where it was a two to one game and we thought Hey, you know what? Um, maybe it's time for Josh Hader. Or even when it was time, yeah, like let's bring in Hader. This is a good time. And instead, Alex Claudio comes in, and uh, he gives up <laughs> a couple runs. Uh, next thing you know, it's five to one, and then the Brewers actually storm back in the ninth to tie it up. Um, yeah, just all kinds of great stuff there. Uh, the big hit though was uh, Ryan Braun with a two out uh, game tying RBI double. It was actually kind of vintage. Like, it, it just looked like vintage clutch brawn. He kind of hits a, a line drive down the left field line, and he's really excited about it, you know, pumping his fist while he runs down there. And then uh, uh, Sogard uh, doubled later in the 11th, brought in Brock Holt, and uh, uh, David Phelps was able to shut it down. So a lot of great info there. But, uh, Craig, what did you think about the game? Um, well, like, again, they expect us to beat the Pirates, and – really need to beat the weaker NL Central teams like the Cubs and the Pirates as much as possible um, this season whenever we get to play them. So um, I was a little discouraged. Obviously, Adrian Hauser pitched pretty well, really, for most of the early part of the game. Only gave up one hit. In fact, I think he left. That was the only hit he gave up was the – he walked a few batters, but the one hit to Colin Moran, the home run, um, was his only – mark on his resume there, but he did leave uh, the game losing one nothing, And and then, of course, at some point, the Brewers were down 5-1 to one after the Pirates got to our bullpen. Um, and then, of course, we came roaring back, and I believe it was the top of the ninth inning with four-run spot. As you mentioned, with the Braun with a big clutch two-run double. Braun's first hit of the year. Um, and again, I, I, I joke that Brian Braun kind of was Roger Dorning it for those of you who love the movie major <laughs> league. And he, as a veteran player on this team, decided to show up to summer camp, I guess, one day before the regular season or two days I'll give him. Um, and you know, that's it. And then 
So therefore, in the, the time, he hasn't had a hit going into the day, the fourth game of the season here for the Brewers. So he finally got got off to Schneider in the perfect timing. And those are the type of uh, situation that Braun always is clutching. And I guess once he's no longer Brewer, going, um, those are the times you'll miss him the most. But that's, I guess, the guy you want up in that spot. And he definitely came through for us. Yeah, absolutely. Just another vintage Braun moment. Um, I wanted to comment on one thing that you touched on. Um, after, um, after the first, there was a, a pretty extensive, I think you said like it was like an hour and 45-minute rain delay. Um, the Pirates decided to take out their starter, but uh, the Brewers stuck with Adrian Hauser. And um, at first, it didn't look like a great option because the very first thing he did was give up that one hit, the home run. But um, after that, uh, he was uh, really, uh, you know, he was pitching a little bit more in control um, and just had some really good stuff out there and was able to put up uh, five otherwise scoreless innings. Yeah, and uh, Josh Hader got in for the first time this season tonight, and uh, I think he pitched the bottom of the ninth and got us the extra frames. Um, and then David Phelps, like I said, I was surprised open guy to come in and do the rest and he pitched the final both the 10th and the 11th uh and did not allow those three base runner on second base to score in either of the innings so that's quite the kudos to and a great job well done by a really pitcher David Phelps definitely yeah actually Phelps really impressed me tonight um I I was not expecting that kind of an outing from him and uh he I mean he his stuff was was tough I mean people are even having trouble bunting off him so yeah, he did a great job. And again, I think I think the Brewers bullpen is going to be key to our success this season. And obviously, getting Christian Yelich um, on track as he after this game, he's still only banging 056 through the four games. So it was only one day of the season it was a big screw and home run on, on Saturday. But um, you know, we got to get that guy going. That's for sure. So. Yeah, this is definitely a team so far that um, I think offensively we can agree is probably not clicked on all cylinders yet. Uh, in fact, if you want to look at like all Burrs hitting over 250, uh, you've got Arcia, Kane, uh, Pena, and Gamel, and that is it. So, um, yeah, there's definitely uh, some room for improvement there. I mean, I think we're really expecting the middle of our order to start heating up. Uh, but yeah, so far it just hasn't happened. I don't know. We should probably mention at least um, some non-brewer related news. And that's the fact that uh, here on Monday, July 27th, 2020, um, that was it 14 total Marlins have now posted uh, tested positive for the COVID um, virus. And, uh, they actually had to postpone a couple of major league baseball games uh, today for the first time because of that. Um, they're basically waiting for the results of their other players who, uh, you know, of that team and the team they play at the Phillies. So both the Phillies and the Marlins scheduled games today against new opponents had to be canceled um, because of that. Uh, with that being said, Commissioner Rob Manford came out today and said he's not expecting this hiccup to – basically put the 2020 season in peril as of yet. What are your overall thoughts on that, Scott? 
I, I could just picture him uh, like trying to have that press conference if like uh, reporters like ask him like, uh, "What do you do about this catastrophe?" He's like, "Catastrophe? No, this is just a a a mere blip on the radar. We'll get right through this. Don't worry about it." So, <laughs> I don't know. I it, it's definitely tough that um, obviously. I mean, fourteen players total in the league is is obviously way too many. But like fourteen on one team, um, they're like taxi squad or whatever it's called is I, I think every team is like 30 people so you're basically like halfway through that already and you just kind of it's hard to say like what's going to happen and I don't know if this is going to be the type of thing where like we have rules in place for it like oh just eliminate the game or no the Marlins have to forfeit from now on like if there was like a full on tragic outbreak kind of a thing where there just weren't enough people um, but I don't know. I don't know if we're making that up as we go or if we have some kind of protocol for that, but either way, it's, uh, it's definitely not the way that we want to start the year. I mean, I, everybody was trying to avoid this and the fact that it's out so early on basically like the fourth game of the year, that's pretty devastating. Yeah. Like I said, I think that they were thinking that this would happen when they went ahead and approved the 60 game pool of players thinking that really out of that 60, you really only have to have 25 healthy at any one point in order to still field the team. Um, but like I said, uh, that's either said than done. And I, I'm curious, these cancellation of games, in fact, I think the Marlins next two games have been officially canceled until they get the test results back for more players uh, at the test negative to continue on. Um, when are these games going to be made up? I mean, in a game, in a season of 60 games, it's going to come down to, like the playoff spots are going to come down to just, you know, a bunch of teams within one game of each other. Uh, I don't think they have the option of like not making up games unless it's for teams that aren't going to be in the running, which is not that many apparently with the new format. I don't know. I think there's going to be a like scheduling nightmare to even get all the games in. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, so 60-game season, and we're talking about, I, I think each team has like six off days built in uh, or something like that. So uh, not a lot of wiggle room as far as being able to like reschedule games like this. So there's going to be uh, – I have a feeling that this is going to be the year where you're going to see a lot more weird creative scheduling things because you're just going to be like, well, you're in a doubleheader. You're going to have to play this day game, and then you're going to have to quick get on a bus or a plane and – go somewhere else and it's going to be like a twilight in two cities doubleheader or something ridiculous. I, I just don't know, but yeah, I think, I think they're trying to, they're trying to avoid doubleheaders altogether, mainly basically because of the fact that they don't want players exposing themselves to each other. I guess that came off of the chat comment, but uh, to, expose, <laughs> to be exposed, you know, for a longer period of time. And I think that's why they implement the weird um, new extra inning rules where, you know, each, inning starts with a runner on second base. Um, and a segue to that, I guess, um, tonight was, as a Brewer fan, was the first time I was invested in the new extra inning format. And for four half innings, both for the Brewer, two for the Brewers and two for the Pirates, I will have to say that it feels just like the old extra innings, except for way more stressful. So that's wonderful. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Cause it's usually the type of thing where like, especially if you get to like, let's say that 13th, 14th inning or, or something like that. Um, you're, I, I'm usually kind of watching it, but I'm like, okay, well, 
Um, let me know if somebody gets on or something like that. That's when I'll really start to get invested. And uh, yeah, in this, I mean, somebody's in scoring position right off the bat. So you're instantly invested and um, like you're paying close attention. And like you said, uh, the heart rate goes up. It's definitely a lot more stressful. But it works out well when Brewers come through and they did tonight. So um, kudos to the team. They were down 5-1 to one at one point, obviously going into the top of the ninth inning. So with their backs against the wall and in danger of starting the season at 1-3, they're back to 500 um, at 2-2 two and two going into the rest of the week. And our, we have an our home opener against Cardinals. And it'll feel nothing like a home opener besides seeing Miller Park in the background. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. So, um, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully we'll do another one of these tomorrow night. Uh, Brewers at Pirates, uh, 6.05 start central. Uh, so, yeah, uh, overall. What's the pitching matchups for tomorrow, Scott? I don't even know. I have no idea. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find anything announced yet. So, I Well, know. I know that Josh Lindblom will be making his Brewers debut and the first time he's pitched in the States. Um, in a number of years here, I think three years. So that's a big day for him, and uh, I'm expecting him to come through with a big performance. So I'm expecting to win tomorrow and get us over the 500 mark. Well, one thing I wanted to point out, Scott, did you? I know we were nationally televised game, the game that we won on Saturday against the Cubs, the 8 3 win with Yelich with his one hit, his home run that game. Did you possibly get a chance to watch the national telecast of that? I think it was on Fox. Um, I. Watched most of it on that feed, yes. Well, I will, I will like to say that they. I thought that they did a pretty awesome job of actually piping in the crowd noise for that one. Uh, I think that that's still an art that they're trying to perfect around the league, but I thought that they really did an awesome job. In fact, one that made me laugh particularly hard is on the pitcher. There was a runner on first base, and the pitcher was making a, I don't know what you call that, throw to first, but the check me throw to first base to – have the runner go back and they even piped in the appropriate booze <laughs> for the throw to first base which are a staple in baseball throughout the years i thought that was pretty awesome so anyway it made me smile so so were those booze though coming from the people watching the game or is that like just a, a piped in generated sound there was a piped in generated boo for the first base throw it was like a real casual boo Not oh see i'm surprised at that yeah, it's pretty awesome. But anyway, with that being said, uh, uh, it just it is interesting. But then Erie just watch these games without fans in the stands. I think it was during that same telecast on Saturday that Fox also experimented with these like virtual fans in the stands on certain shots, especially the shots that like fall balls or hits the outfield, where there's pretend you know basically moving virtual, almost like a video game. Um, fans in the seats, which is really odd and I think a little unnecessary, but I guess it kind of added something to it. But I really do like the whole crowd noise aspect of it that they're working into uh, the game sounds. I like the idea of the fans in the stands, but the, they have to do it right. Like, um, as somebody who's played enough EA Sports video games, like it's weird when uh, it shows like a, a full stadium, like at capacity, and then they do a crowd shot, and I'm like, why, why is like a, a third of the people that are attending the game aren't wearing the colors of either team? Why is this happening? You know, I mean, so 
they have to be able to do it right. Otherwise, it just it just throws me. Yeah. So I'm sure it's an art that can be perfected over the next 60 or the 60 game season. But we'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't have to be used beyond this year. But anyway, it's kind of cool to see how innovative and creative they're getting with some of these um, weird anomalies of this year. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else you uh, want to talk about, or do you want to wrap this one up? No, I think that the Brewers, you know, are lucky to be 500 at this point. Their offense has just not gotten off the mat, so to speak, since the beginning of the year. Um, it's good to see Braun with his first hit of the year, and Yellow's still stuck on one hit. I mean, that's the middle of our order right there. Here is still batting well under 200, I believe. Um, and I like the fact that um, Council put Kane at the leadoff spot this year. He's got a good start off the year, and I think he's better at that position than Sogard, but We'll see. Yeah, it's tough to say. I know last episode we had talked quite a bit about how, um, like, after the very first opening day game versus uh, Hendricks, uh, thought that the the Brewer bats were were being really aggressive. But we thought, okay, well, maybe that's just because Hendricks has been close to the plate, um, like, all the time. And so, like, maybe the first pitch is the best one that we're going to have a swing at. And so we kind of wrote it off to that. And then – after that, Tyler Chatwood, like, we were still aggressive to him, and he's, like, um, from a control standpoint, one of the worst starting pitchers in the league. So I was definitely worried at that point that maybe maybe the – you know, everybody's been itching to play and itching to watch baseball. Like, maybe our team in general is just uh, a little bit too aggressive. Uh, they just have to get a little more patient maybe. Yeah, that's a good possibility. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, so we're back up to 500 and playing tomorrow. Let's take it from there. Absolutely. Every every, every day of the season, there's still baseball. It's a gift as far as I'm concerned because you don't know what, what could go wrong in this great year of 2020. But hopefully <laughs> things go right. Things continue to go right for the Brewers like they did today. Yeah, we'll just have to hope it kind of keeps on going. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. And stay classy and go Brewers. Go Brewers.